here we are, episode six of the Access Podcast. We're here at uh, at the cookery at Arendelle Vikings with uh, with Ben Cridlin. Ben, thank you very much for having us today and, and for joining us and letting us set up in your, your lovely dining room. Not a problem. Here, Too easy. So what's been happening? Just working. Working very hard and uh, we, we seem to be getting really busy for Christmas. Yeah, good. Good. Uh, uh, probably a bit of a, a nice contrast to the headwinds of the past couple of years. The last couple of years have been very tough. Uh, yeah. One thing after the other, starting, I guess, with bushfires and then into a couple of COVID lockdowns. Yeah. Um, we've finally got a bit of clear air, touch wood. Yeah, okay, good. Well, like it with these tables of wooden. Right. So, um, well, yeah, like, I guess maybe if we could we'd, we could start at the beginning, I guess we'll get we'll get to the the uh, the, the headwinds of the past couple of years. But um, I guess yeah, you know, who are you and um, how did you get here? So, in terms of your hospitality career, where where did all that start? Not too far from here, believe it or not. I actually started at the Vikings group yep. um, as an apprentice down at Vikings Town Centre. Yep. Um, 1995, I started as an apprentice with yeah, okay. uh, the chef Peter Weir down there, mm-hmm. and uh, I was always doing my apprenticeship under his uh, tutelage and advice that one day you're going to be running a venue of your own. I didn't quite believe him, yeah, okay. but that's exactly how it's turned out. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's that, that's really cool. So yeah. I was going to ask, sort of, ask you along the, the the lines of those questions. So, what made you choose cookery as opposed to I don't know, going to uni or becoming a sparky or something or yeah it's really interesting i did my high school down the coast yep and it was very hard to find a job i wanted to get into a local restaurant down there and got to the final round of interviews and for whatever reason just missed out so yeah. i came to canberra where i had some family and i got a job pretty quickly yep. uh coming to canberra um and i got into it because i i didn't really know what i wanted to do yeah but i love cooking yeah and okay. i really enjoyed it and you know I thought it would be pretty easy. And yes. I was a bit wrong to start because it was hard. <laughs> but um, I really enjoyed it. And I was lucky that I uh, landed on my feet with uh, my boss. He yeah, was okay. an awesome guy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So um, how old were you? And like, were you, was this, did you, uh, was this like a, you started at school or you just, you finished school and went to? No, I finished at school. Uh, mm. I was 18 when I started. So I did yep. my, all the way through to year 12 down the yep. coast. Um, probably a waste of time the last two years because yeah, I, okay. I just went to school and had too much fun, played sport, that yep. sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then when I had to go and get a job, mm. I decided cooking was for me and I remember my dad saying are you sure about this because when all your mates are out playing you'll be working and I yeah. didn't quite believe him but he was yep. right but I love it yes you know, I love the love the enthusiasm in the kitchen and we're always always going so what was it like in the mid 90s uh, like uh, like what was what was what were you serving what was the 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 what was the life like back yeah, then? It was, it was interesting. It was, I came to work in a very, very busy restaurant. It was only about uh, eight months old when I got there. Mm-hmm. It was uh, one of the biggest clubs in Tuggeranong. Yes. Um, and it was very successful. So when I got there, we were... And sorry, which one was this? Was it Town That Center? was at Vikings Town Centre. Yeah, Madison's okay. was the name yeah, of the yeah. restaurant back in the day. And we were doing four or five hundred covered nights. Um, I was the only apprentice at the time. Wow, and that was also... Apprentice slash kitchen hand. Yeah. And I actually started, uh, my first day, I believe, was on Mother's Day. Oh. Not realising <laughs> if Mother's Day is an important day in the culinary trade, but yep. obviously it was the busiest day of the year. And uh, I remember working hard, not knowing what I was doing, and then I would jump in the sinks to wash dishes. Mm. 
I thought I was going pretty well, trying to impress the boss, and he, he came in and said, you better go for a five-minute break. And I'm like, no, I've only got ten minutes left to, mm. left to go washing these dishes. And he said, you've got to start in five minutes, so go and have five-minute break. Yeah, yeah. So I'd washed all through the day and uh, yeah, yep. had me five-minute break so I could come back and work dinner. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, Yeah, right. So what was, your, uh, what was your training like back then? It was hard. Yeah. Um, my old boss, he used to get very colourful. Uh, there's a lot yeah. of swearing, a lot of rough stuff going on in the kitchen, um, a lot of yelling. If, if you messed up, he, he would tell you about it. Yeah. But in saying that, um, anyone who wasn't in his inner circle he used to think they were he was a tough guy. Similar yeah. sort of time as Gordon Ramsay was coming up and that was the, yeah, yeah. the way you used to treat staff. But in saying that, Anyone who worked for him loved him like a father. And I yeah. most certainly did as well. Because, yeah. you know, he, he might have been cranky one or two times a week, but uh, he showed you love every other time. Yeah, okay. He's such a great bloke. Yeah, okay. Mm. Well, I guess the, I've actually got a, a question on that in terms of, the, I guess, the, the, you know, did you have any mentors and what do you feel the, the, the function of mentorship is in, 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 you know, I guess your career in commercial cookery or hospitality in general? Yeah, it's, it's a big thing. I did have mentors and... He was certainly my biggest mentor, still is today. Mm. You know, I only just saw him last week. He mm. lives in the state, but I saw him last week, and I still hit him up about troubles I'm having and yeah. things like that. And he'll, I hope he'll do that for the rest of my life. Mm. Um, but there was another lady, Nicole Lewis. Mm-hmm. She was a chef um, and a front of house manager at, at Madison's, and she was very big for me. She provided um, a lot of mentorship and, and love along the way as well. Mate. She was yeah. fantastic. She was the person that you'd go to when you you needed someone to pat you on the on the head and say you were doing okay. Yeah, okay. So those two people in particular. Yeah, so do you try and pass that on, like, in Most these days certainly. to your guys? Yeah, very much so. So I'm, I'm a very big believer in uh, training, apprentices, mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. We've always had apprentices here mm-hmm. at the Vikings trying to, you know, pass on what you've learnt um, and set your own business up or the industry up for, for better. Mm. Um, it really frustrates me that a lot of businesses don't put into apprentices um, because these people are going to be doing our job tomorrow. And, yeah. You know, and if we can't complain about the lack of chefs if we're not yeah. going to put back put them back into it. Yeah. So, I didn't realise Keaton was your guy. Keaton started here. Yeah, yes, yeah. he started as a waiter um, yeah, at okay. the front. I think he was 13 or 14 years old. Yep. Keaton McDonald... Uh, his father was actually one of my teachers and, I guess, mentors at yeah. CIT. So yeah. I had a really good relationship with him, uh, Tom. And his young bloke wanted a job and they, they, at the time, only used to live across the road yep. from here. So he came on as a waiter mm. um, and was very good but was itching to get into the kitchen. Yep. Um, and he, he started uh, a snap apprenticeship, which is, I, I guess... Uh, the first precursor thing that kids were doing these apprenticeships yep. in school at the time. Um, and he was special. He was a really good kid. Yeah. He was far and above in front of any apprentices at the time. Yes. He was really good. Yeah. Uh, hence by what he's gone on to do in his, his later life. He's really yeah. 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 It's interesting. To, uh, he's... Uh is, uh, I don't know how else to describe it. Like his stoke level is still so high just yeah. for like 
books, learning. It's fantastic. Training, it's, it's yeah, a, no, it's every every chance I get to uh, catch up with Keaton. Mm. Uh, been out to his restaurant a few times, and yeah, he'll call in here every now and then, and we just uh, sit down and have a chat. And I'm I'm picking his brain as much as mm. you know he might chat to me or my head chef Brett. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and that, that's uh, also uh, it's. Um, I see that you've made some some really great. Well, I don't know if you've made them, but if they're just like that, but. Brett and Deb, you've got you've got some really great mentors. Yeah, hundred uh, percent for, for you guys. Hundred percent, and and not just for my staff, but they're they're some of my best friends in life. Um, yeah. and mentors for me as well. Um, I met Brett when I was an apprentice. Actually, he mm-hmm. was uh, an apprentice at the same time at the Ainsley Football Club, mm-hmm. and we went to CIT, and we were both bench partners. Yes, um, similar looking guys, similar sort of. We were the only two blokes that came from clubs that in that in that particular yes. CIT class, and we were best mates for about a year. Yeah, and then we just went our own separate ways, and he ended up uh, applying for a job just when he became a chef here at this venue. And my boss at the time, Peter, said, "He reckons he knows you. Is he any good?" And I said, "He won't let you down. He's going to be fantastic." Yeah. And a minute after he started here, it was like he'd been here for ten years. And, yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, next minute, twenty years down the track, he's still here. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Debbie. Again, met her at Madison's. Yes. Um, she was a, a tiny little waitress uh, back then. She did a work experience there. Yes. Um, and now um, she's she came over here at the same time as well as, as us, and she was running a coffee shop. She's my restaurant manager, and yep. I find her job to be the hardest one here because she's got to deal with me and Brett. Yes. <laughs> and, and she runs us and looks after us really well here. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, cool. So when you were going through your uh, your career, did you did you have any goals like at the beginning? Like were you like looking, you know, keen to progress or like you were mentioning, you did you have the vision of, of like owning a business or anything like that? Or yeah, it's interesting. I, I I did, but I never really believed it could happen. Yeah, okay. You know, I really didn't. My boss Peter, he always used to talk, and and not just to me, but to his own staff. What would you do in your own business? Yeah. How would you do this and why would you do that and try to explain it to me. And I'd always come in looking to do extra work to try and find little tips and, and tricks that he used to be able to do. Yeah. And then an opportunity came up here to take a head chef role up here under Peter for a mm-hmm. year. And I think within a week of me doing that, he came and said, right, I'm only doing this for a year and I want you to take over. And I immediately got cold feet thinking I was only 23 24 at the time yeah okay there's no way I could do that and a year later he he, he did pull the pin and he said right I need you to do this in four weeks and so I was that, that would have been like year 2000 sort of thing yeah 2000 2000 uh, I believe 2000 late early 2001 yeah okay and I I wasn't sure I could do it and I said look I'm was going on leave and I mm. said I'm not going to be able to do it I pulled out and when I came back after holidays and talking to my my wife at the time, she convinced me. Yeah, okay. She actually said, when are you ever going to get this chance again? Yeah. Um, he's not going to let you fail. And if you do fail, you're not going to be the first business owner or restaurant owner to fail. Yeah. are still young enough to, yeah. to, you know, pick our socks up. So yeah. We did, and I came back to Pete and said, I'm ready to go. And he said, well, I'm not ready now. <laughs> and he, he made me wait three or four more months, and yeah, uh, yeah. then he eventually did it. Yeah, and, okay. And I didn't. I had. I think I had six or seven hundred bucks in the bank at the time. Yeah, right. So yeah. Uh, that was going to be my next question. So, like, what, uh, uh, I guess, yeah. How did you position yourself? Like, so, um, in terms of like, uh, 
uh, yeah, I guess how did you position yourself for the for the for your leadership and then and then obviously getting into the business? So it was um, Peter. Peter was still had uh, Madison's down at Town Centre, and he used to help me out very much in that mm. first year. He would do a lot of my book work for me uh, to yep. make sure I was going okay. Um, he's never said it, but I'm sure if I did fall into financial trouble, he probably would have helped me out. Yeah. Um, and he always just kept an eye on things for me. And after yep. about a year or two, I'd worked up enough knowledge and craft to, you know, pull out on my own and, and go from there. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, my word. yeah, cool. So what have been some of, uh, I guess, uh, your favourite lessons and maybe some of your, your biggest challenges that you've experienced in the past two wow. decades? That, that's a good question. Um, a lot of my favourite things happen and that they're still happening and that's seeing young apprentices come through the system mm. uh, do really well. We talk about Keaton. Uh, mm. We've got another superstar chef. His name was John O'Kidman and he mm-hmm. went on to... Um, he started, he didn't start here, but he came here in his second year and he turned out to be one of the best chefs I've ever seen and met. Yep. And he went and ran his own business um, down in Bombala. Yes. Um, was doing a great job there. Unfortunately, passed away at a young age, but mm. he was doing a great job. And then we've had other fantastic apprentices. Young Ashley Pursehouse was uh, one that mm. comes to mind. And some recently with uh, Kaylee, Kaylee yep. De Silva. Yeah. So, yeah. And one thing I've noticed, you're. Um you're also very patient with your guys um, yeah. in, uh, you know, when they've got things going on, you've got like a really good uh, ability to sort of, I guess, let them get out what they need to get out and, and uh, but then ultimately be there to support them, you know? And Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I've always, when I came from my apprenticeship, my boss was always uh, a hard, tough guy. Yeah. Very, very much loved, but I, I realised that I couldn't, be him I couldn't do the yeah. same as him and I was yeah. always pretty calm and uh, chilled and I'd rather take the load on my shoulders than yeah. give it to these other kids and watch them fail so I yeah. took it on my load and just bit my tongue a bit yeah and encouraged them that way and I found yeah. that that was always a method that works well for me yes um, yeah yeah sometimes you have to show these guys a bit of stick but for the most part it's mm. you know it's helped them along the way as well yeah so and you've just you've just taken in a new crop of uh of uh Little assassins, by the looks they of things. They are assassins. They're yeah. superstars. I originally was only going to look for one apprentice. Mm-hmm. I ended up with three. Yeah. Um, just here at the Vikings Erindale. I've, I've got one down at Town Centre. Yeah. Another couple coming for the other venues. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I've got Rose Howard, Lindsay Parniak, and Young Jai mm. uh, out the front. Yes. And all these guys have come to me with a passion that I haven't seen in ages. Yeah, They okay. just love it. They want to be involved in the kitchen and... And we're out the front, and they're they're going to be our next leaders. Yeah. So when you say you haven't seen any ages, what's what's different with these guys than than in the past? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, their enthusiasm. Yeah. Their enthusiasm, and they they want to cook, and they're talking about the future and how they're going to get get it. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's fantastic. Um, mm. You are when you talk about something, you can see it's not just saying yes, chef. They're they're engaged. They want to yep. learn more. Yeah. It's easy to teach someone when they really want to learn. Yeah, so, yeah. That's no, good. Yeah, cool. So, um, uh, yeah, so I guess, well, maybe, uh, what, what are some of the, the, uh, the, the, I guess, the biggest challenges you've had and, and I guess, advice that you would pass on to, to maybe young chefs or young hospitality professionals? Yeah, it's tough. And I, I do say this, whenever I'm interviewing someone for an apprentice position in, in the kitchen, 
I like to read and tell them all the tough things that are going to happen. Yep. You're going to want to quit your apprenticeship ten times in the first year. Yeah. Five in the second. You know, all this sort of thing. It will be tough. But I also say that it's it's one of the greatest mm. jobs as well. And then when we, we get them through so that they know it's coming, it's going to yep. be hard. But uh, challenges, we've had quite a few over the years. Mm. Um, I... In 2018, 2019, we had a, a fire in the kitchen, which gutted mm. the kitchen here completely. Yeah. Um, and within two days, we'd turned it around and was operating. We used to have two restaurants here. We've now got the one. We were operating one restaurant yep. um, within two days of the fire. That's literally my worst nightmare, and it came true. Yeah. But, um, and then we rolled into a bushfire outside, and, which was pretty devastating for Canberra and, and the yeah. club and, and COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So, what was the what were the what was the uh, the COVID times like? If you don't mind me asking, how did you guys navigate that? It was terrible. Um, I I went into it the, on the very last day before we locked down. Um, we cleaned up the kitchen and everything like that. I had freezers and fridges full of stock, which I assumed I, I wouldn't be able to use. Um, and I, I took a video of this place, and it, it looked terrible. It was, yeah, uh, it was dark. It was dingy. It was you know it was shut down. This place mm. only works well when the lights are on and yeah, the noises are going. Yeah, and I didn't think I thought that was me done in the business. Yeah, I, right. I didn't see a way back because you know the the government's help with the the wage reimbursement and stuff mm. that really saved us. Yes, I would have come out of paying all. All my bills and all my wages with with not a lot to show mm. would have come out on, in front, but mm. you know with not a lot to show and 20 years in the game and to walk away with nothing it was really sad. But uh, yeah, we we got through it and our core group of staff stuck through us. Yeah, um, and we we came back um, very quietly. But the Vikings group themselves couldn't have been any better. They were mm. huge help. They looked after the staff. They looked after me and my staff, and mm. took them in as if they were their own. So, yeah, you know, big props go to the the management and the, the board of directors here yep. at Vikings for really helping us out. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, uh, so, well, where was I going to go next? Uh, oh yeah, so the um, the work life balance. So. What was that like for you in your 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 early career, and and I guess how do you manage it now, and, and how do you manage it with with your guys as well? Yeah, it's really tough um, work life. All I knew at the time, I, I came from the coast and came straight into a full time job, so I didn't really know anyone here, mm. and it was all about work, and everyone became my friends and at work, so you kind of lived at work. Yeah, um, and that really hasn't changed. You'd always get your two days off. Yeah. Um, and that's probably the hardest thing to deal with. Yeah. Um, but in saying that, it gets a bit easier now. Um, mm. You get used to it. Uh, my 18-year-old daughter's just started today, actually. Oh, yeah. Uh, in a full-time role. And um, she, she's been around this game for a while. Yes. But she doesn't understand what full-time work's going to be. And, and yeah, yeah. You know, that's for her to, to find out. And, but it's, it has been tough, and there have been many mm. challenges, especially early on in life. you as you say, you you get started at the party at uh, ten or eleven o'clock at night after you've knocked off work, and yeah, yeah, you can't put your work off until tomorrow. It has to be done right now because yeah. the customers are coming in. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so uh, having having young kids during a uh, uh, you know during a busy hospitality career, what, what what are some tips or tricks for for 
for people that might be experiencing that at the moment? Yeah, well, um, give more time to your kids, I guess, yeah. is what I can say. Um, I, I didn't. I, I, as I said, my daughter's just turned 18 and, mm. um, you know, her whole life, her father's worked five nights a week minimum. Yeah. And so that, that's tough. Mm. You know, it's tough on uh, Emily's mum. It's tough on Emily. Yeah. Um, and it's it's one of those things that, you know, we don't generally have dinner around a table because yes. I'm not there. Yeah, um, yeah. So give as much time to, to them and to try and work it out. But it's one of those industries that is is very rewarding. Mm-hmm. Um, Emily's got to see a lot of things. Um, she absolutely loves food. She loves cooking. She loves, because she's been around the Vikings for, for such a long time. Yeah. You know, um, it's like family to her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, what, what can what can a young person expect uh, if they you know apply for successfully apply for a, a job here? You know, so uh, in terms of I guess you know job role and career prospects and things like yeah, that. Yeah, very. It's it's actually looking better and better nowadays. Um, so you will you get to work in a kitchen with uh, you know up, upwards of about ten or twelve people. Yeah. Uh, various roles from head chef all the way down to kitchen hand and, and wait staff, obviously. You immediately get a second family that yeah. care for you, that love you, all that sort of stuff. Um, and with an apprenticeship that goes for about uh, three years, mm. you're going to quickly find that there are so many paths. We've got uh, six venues here at the Vikings, mm-hmm. which we can swap you around, move you, all that sort of stuff. And, and the room for progression is fantastic yep. um, here. You know, you, you'll easily and quickly climb up the ranks. And if you do a full three-year apprenticeship here, I can guarantee you, you'll you'll be part of the family um, without yeah. a doubt, and you'll be able to work in just about any kitchen in Canberra. Yeah, you know for sure. Yeah, it seems like you guys have got a pretty good system with with you know when the guys need to get to their studies and and you know. Yeah, and and that's been honed over to. time, and that's that's partly thanks to to you guys at Access. So what was that um, like? So in terms of, uh, so did you? Did you use TAFE or CIT before us? And yes, then, yes, yeah. we did. We, we used CIT uh, for quite a long time. I went mm. to CIT. That's where yeah. I met my head chef, Brett. Yeah. Um, and it was fantastic for me. Yeah. And we were using CIT a lot. Pete just happened to be on the scene at the time. And yeah. we got up a friendship. And I'm not too sure, but I think uh, one of my apprentices was the first with Access. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. At the time, young Lauren Horvath, who oh, yeah. turned out to be a fantastic chef herself. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, have you do, you? do you see many of your old guys? Yeah, I, I, I keep in touch over social media and all that yeah, sort of yeah. stuff, but because they're all chefs and I'm chefs, we don't really mm. get much time to, to mm. go and hang. But, um, yeah. but yeah, so I do get to, to hear and see what they're up to and all mm. that sort of stuff and care very deeply for them all. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Lauren, I think, was the first with uh, you guys at Access. And to be honest, with what I'm getting through Access and the constant feedback and mm. communication, it's, it's second to none. Oh, yeah, and that, that was. This that is not was, a paid advertisement, no, everybody. No, it's not. <laughs> but but in saying that, it was it's communication, and that's what we weren't really getting through yep. other providers, and yeah, you know that's what we we need. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, all right. So, um, what are some? I, I guess you know. Uh, uh, there's a lot of talk of like headwinds and challenges and all that sort of things in, in hospitality these days. What do you think are some reasons to be optimistic? You know, what, what do you love about the industry? What do you love about cooking? Look, the one thing I, I love about cooking is the thrill and the ride I get when it's a really, really busy service. Yeah. I crave that. If I could do that all the time, yeah. you know, prep work can be tedious, can be a bit boring sometimes. Do you have a favourite service? 
Um, a Friday or a Saturday night. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so Friday. not not one in particular, like one like best one ever. Oh uh, no, not really. Yeah. Um, a successful one. Yeah, I guess okay. is, is yeah. the answer to that. Yeah. Um, absolutely love it when when everybody is in this in their spot and are firing and all guns and and we're getting a huge crowd in. I yeah, absolutely okay. love it. Um, and that goes back to when I was an apprentice at Madison's as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's there's nothing better. Some people get worried about large bookings. I say, yeah. bring them in and let's yeah. get more. Yeah, um, it's something yeah. that I'm really keen for. Do you, do you have any memorable stinkers? Many, sense? yeah, many. I remember my very first night on the grill at uh, Madison's. Yeah, the the boss was away. Uh, a couple of other chefs were away, and I was told I had to go on the grill on yes. a Saturday night, and I was petrified and. Everything I touched was absolutely perfect. It just went, I didn't know what I was doing, really. Yeah. It's cooking steaks, but evidently it was, I fluked at just about every one and it was mm. great. And we did something, 450, a crazy number, and I thought I was. That's so unbeatable. many. So is, that, is that like tables turning all the time, or is that just like 450 people come at once? No, yeah. it's, it's, we probably turned it over two and a half times. Yeah, yeah. And um, it was a crazy night. And then the very next night, the Sunday, this is the stinker, we ended up doing about 60 or 70. Mm. And I burnt every steak. I yeah. undercooked every steak. Yeah, I yeah. absolutely had a shocker, thinking I was, you know, pretty awesome from the day before. Yes. Um, and I had to go straight back to the drawing board. Yeah, it's interesting. Sometimes it's those quiet ones that, that get you. Everyone yeah. is a little bit complacent. That's the orders right. come in, and before you know, it, you're like, oh no, what's going on? You get a bit lazy. You yeah. Know, you're just not thinking right. And yeah. yeah. So that's why I always wanted to be busy. Yeah. 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 Okay. So what's what's next for you guys? Right. Well, we. Uh, we're just going to keep and continue uh, to build. Uh, mm-hmm. We want to build our team here. We want to build numbers at, at all of our Vikings venues. Yep. Uh, we want to keep going. Um, there might be a few options uh, coming in the coming in the near future about other other sites potentially. But yeah. we're just looking at um, you know, consolidating what we've got here and providing yep. the best food we can in Tuggeranong. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So, what, what, how would you characterise your menu uh, at the moment? I always like because when I come in to see. See the guys on the, the the specials boards always like super interesting and, and uh, yeah that's that's a very very important thing for us. Um, look, we've got a bit of everything on our normal menu, and look, it's not going to be that different to just about any club menu in Canberra. Mm. But one thing that we love to play around with is our specials board. Uh, it gives the chefs an opportunity yep. to um, to have fun to to yep. do something a bit different. Um, and our head chef provides about 90%, 99% of that board. He yeah. um, he really is passionate about what he does. He has a great Dean. Instagram too. Yeah, <laughs> the moist chef, all right? You've got to find the moist chef. That's Brett Dean. And um, he he loves doing weird and wacky things that you wouldn't necessarily see in a club. Yeah. He's worked in some pretty famous places over in America before he came to Australia. Yeah. So he, he's, he's got the chops. Um, yep. And he's pretty clever about what he does and, you know... He's a fantastic chef. Yeah, and the uh, the guys can think, can get specials on the board for their studies and stuff too, can they? Without a doubt. Yeah. We we regularly ask the apprentices to provide content for the mm. for the board. We ask all of our chefs to. Um, we've got uh, a couple of Nepalese guys, and they're they're having fun putting some curries and some uh, momos and things like that on our menu. Yeah. Uh, one of my head chefs out at Badger and Co, Christian. Uh, Colombian guy, but yeah. did a lot of his work in Spain. Yeah, his, uh, how's Badger and Co going? Really, really well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Christian's lobbed there, and it's it's yeah. doing a great job. And he's getting a lot of his Colombian food in there. Yeah, uh, cool. Originally, he's from Spain as well, and he um, cooking paellas up. He did a big paella just here for us at mm-hmm. Vikings yesterday. Um, 
you know, feeds about 30 or 40 people. Yeah, okay, there. in like one of the big pans. One of the big pans, and yeah. he's out there cooking, and he's incredibly good looking, so that yeah. helps That <laughs> helps none with the ladies, but yeah, uh, yeah he does that. Cut, really cut the jacket off his, uh, right. cut the shit, sleeves off his jacket. Oh, I reckon he could, <laughs> without a doubt. So have you seen food change uh, over the over the over your time, especially in the club context? Yeah, very much so. It was when I started. It was uh, prawn cocktails and you know schnitzels and palmers, and mm. we had uh, just about every steak on the menu. I, I remember counting. We had about eight or nine different steaks on the yeah. menu. Were chicken fillows a thing back chicken then? Chicken fillows were on every single function. Yeah, um, yeah. it just was a different uh, filling inside, but yeah. every single function, at least a chicken. Chicken and beef, but chicken and filo mm. every function. Yeah, uh, yeah, that type of thing. We did uh, chicken liver pate and yep. you know prawn cocktails and a lot of that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, back in the day, so yeah, chicken Kievs and seafood baskets yeah. where it was all made and prepped in house. Yeah, okay. None of this uh, buying it in in a box in, uh, like we do today, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what are the pressures that have sort of pushed things in that direction? Do you think lack of skills? Yeah. A lack of skills in, in the chefs coming through. Um, mm. And the chefs that are coming through are really, really hard workers. Yes. You know, they're fantastic guys, but the the skills... And I don't know whether it's because of a, the traditional four-year apprenticeship has mm. dropped down to a th- three-year mm. apprenticeship and stuff like that. But a lot of the guys that are coming through have spent one or two years or, or three or four years in a kitchen mm. and they're they're asking for big chef wages. Yeah. Yet I, I see that and I look and go, well, you're about a third or fourth year apprentice in the yeah. old scale. Yeah, yeah. So these are the type of people that are leading our kitchens. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's hard for them to then pass on their knowledge to, mm. to up and young kids. Yeah. You know, which is which is what this industry misses, mm. I guess. That's also another thing uh, I've been meaning to ask. So uh, I guess you, you, you've stayed in, like, within the locus of an organisation for a long, long time. And obviously there's real value in that because you're in a career progression and all yeah. things like that like yeah what, what would you say to that because you know sometimes you know i guess nowadays people are a little bit more ready to move on and things like that yeah it's it's tough i i look at that and think if i missed out on something by by not going out to all these different restaurants mm. and, and getting different uh different ideas and plans mm. like that but i i'm a loyal kind of guy so yes. when i when i'm pretty comfortable in one place i like to to stick but do it well yep um, and I guess I would move on, and I'd move on pretty quickly if I didn't enjoy it. Yes, but I yeah. really do enjoy it. I really love coming. I guess that probably speaks pretty well to the organisation, like you were describing. It's just uh, yeah, it it really does. Vikings are, and I'm I know everyone says this about their job, but it, mm. Vikings is a true family. Yeah, you okay. Know, we we had a bit of a party the other night, and yeah. half the people that came were, were Vikings affiliated. Yeah, know, okay. And it was a, a really good. Well, good so what, what 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 would you say to you know, young young managers, you know, front or back a house um, in terms of what, what are some key things to concentrate on for, you know, for, for, for that staff retention, for the, the training, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, look, it's, it's, it's a bit of a simple thing. I think consistency. Yeah. So come to work and be consistent. Um, get into work on time and, and be honest and, and the communication is the key. Yes. For, for people below you, but for people above you. Mm-hmm. you know, if you don't know something, don't, with all due respects, you know, bulldust. Try mm. and, if you don't know an answer, go and find the answer. But don't mm. leave it on the, on the line with everyone trying to guess. Yeah. Um, but be genuine. Yeah, yeah. You know, for sure. And, and talk to people. 
Every day I'll come in and I'll talk to you know Brett or I'll talk to Debbie and it's more like a therapy session for five or ten minutes in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And we, we talk out any issues or problems or anything like that and mm. you know, a problem halved is a problem solved. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, cool. So how, how can someone uh, best implement that, that sort of, uh, I guess, communication style and culture? Um, by... by I guess living and doing it by, by mm. going to your, your employer or, or going to your, your junior managers and, and stuff like that and talking, mm. um, sitting down with them, working out how they tick, what mm. do they need to progress in their job, yeah. um, how can you get better. You know, my business always gets better by putting time into the people. Yes. You know, it's not about the customer. Don't get me wrong, we want to provide the best service for the customers. Mm. But this isn't about a building, it's not about me, it's not about bread, it's about our staff as a whole. Yep. And when we've got a healthy and happy staff, we're producing the, the best food we ever have. Yeah, cool. Yeah, for sure. So uh, what, what are some things people can expect on the menu these days from you guys? Uh, well, it's, it's, very, uh, it's, it's very similar to what we always do. We always do a, a schnitzel, obviously. Mm-hmm. They're our most popular thing, and we don't fry them, though. I think yep. you get a fried schnitzel in just about every place in Canberra. Yep. We put them on the, on the flat grill. It's a bit different. Yeah, yeah. Um, we try and get steaks on there as much as we can, even with the prices going up. Yeah. Um, but our specials is where it's at. We've oh, yeah, how's that like, been? So, like, yeah, really yeah. good. We've got crocodile spring rolls on the menu. Actually, I saw that. Yeah. Are they still there? They, oh. they sure are. Yeah, yeah. They're not on tonight, but they yeah. are on the specials board, but they're on our full-time menu. Yeah. And that's just Brett finding ways of doing interesting, different things. You yeah. Know? Crocodile spring rolls. And he floated it to me, and I, I thought, what is he doing? And yeah. And it, it turned out the customers love it. Yeah, yeah. They really, really do. Yeah. So, and so yeah. how do you engage with your, your, your customers in, in terms of that sort of stuff? Like, how do you get the feedback from... Well, it's interesting. Debbie has been here for, for 10 or 15 years, mm. probably 20 years herself, and she just about knows every customer that comes in. Yeah. So whenever we've got something new that's on the menu, Debbie goes out and asks them, talks them straight away. Yeah. How was it? Um, and the communication that Debbie has with all of her customers and, you know, every table on a certain night is booked by Mary or, or John or, or something like that. Yeah. Um, and they're people that she knows. They're not just names. They're, yeah, yeah. They're people that they have relationships with. Yeah, yeah. But primarily we talk to them through that specials board. So if we want to put something on or we're, we're trying something, it goes on there and, mm. you know, if it, if it sells out by 7 o'clock, we know we're on to a winner. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's that's about uh, that's about everything I've got for you there, yeah, cool. there Ben. So, uh, any any anything you want to get off your chest, or uh, anyone you want to shout out? Yeah, I, I guess just shout out the guys that um, you know have got me got me here to to where I am still in the industry. I wanted to do this job for at least a year. Yeah, um, wanted to run this business for a year, and mm. if I could do that, then I would have been happy and. You know, I so this started, is like so. This was your goal at the beginning, like yeah, to run just, it for a year, just to run it for a year. Yeah, um, and then I would have, I thought, you know, because most businesses close in the first year. Mm. So if I can go longer than a year, I've I've been successful. Yeah, um, and that was in two thousand two thousand one. Yeah, um, so I'm still going. Um, so I but, guess there's a lesson in that too. It, it's uh, sort of you know back yourself and take the risk. I yeah, think, very much so. You know, very much so. I sat on the on the on the floor with my wife at the time, Faye. Big shout yeah. out to her. She was the one that pushed me. She said, if you, if you yeah. don't do this, you're going to regret it for the rest of your life. So, yeah. you know, we, we did. And, yeah. And um, that worked out, you know, it worked out the way it is today. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I guess shouting out the, you know, the, the usual names, Peter Weir and mm. my first boss, 
Brett and Debbie, Brett Darren yep. and Debbie Muir, or Debbie Stewart now, mm-hmm. um, have been instrumental along the way. And then there's mm. heaps of names that uh, have come and gone that you know I love and, and cherish dearly. Yep. Yeah. Actually, one more thing. So I imagine I'm a, a commercial cookery apprentice. I've just shown up at the door, successfully applied. Yep. Um, what would you say to, to, to that young young person so in terms of uh you know and maybe they've got an aspiration to start a business yeah or or like to get into a similar role as you what what advice would you give them listen listen to and and try and learn every day even when Mm. you're having a bad day listen and learn to your chef um have a look what's happening everywhere i Mm. was a sponge in my first couple of years just trying to i could see that pete knew what he was doing and he was a really smart guy so i just basically tried to suck up everything that i could yep and learn, um, and there are going to be many times that you, you fall, but mm. learn from that. Yes. You know, listen to that. I've actually got a new apprentice about to start in January, which I'm really excited to get her in. Yep. And um, that's exactly what I'll be telling her, just listen. And there are going to be days when you hate it and you don't want to do it. Yes. But keep going in. Um, yeah. It will get better. You yeah. Know, with the right people, it'll get better. Cool. Yeah. That's a great message to finish on. So thanks again for your time, Chef. No, thank you. And... Uh, yeah, I guess I'll uh, I'll see you when I'm in. I think I'm in tomorrow catching up with uh, Catch young up again, yeah. young Rose. So, uh, but yeah, thanks again for your time, Not and uh, we'll see you again soon. Hey, thank you very much. Too easy. That was awesome. Thank you very thank much. Thank you. Man. No, it was cool. As predicted, the phone fell off right on time. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. And, um, it was good. I love filming like out out on location. Yeah, but, uh, no, it was good.